0: Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys
1: are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello everyone, welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, joining me for another handicapping adventure through the NHL. Uh, This is for Tuesday, October the 17th, are my friends Nick Martin and Tim Kalinowski. Uh, And as always, the three of us will do our best to start the show off with a bang by picking out our favorite underdog for the upcoming slate. Uh, Although Tim is trying to stretch the rules a little bit here, so you can go first.
0: Yeah, um I said it last week that I picked a, a short dog and that was blasphemy but I guess it's kind of the same thing here. It's the Buffalo Sabres against the Lightning. Um Buffalo, they got to win at some point, right? <laughs> I got them. I guess my um my little way around the rule was that I got them at uh, even money, so maybe that counts as a dog, but you know I like them to, you know, around minus 115. I guess uh the board is tough. Um, you know, I don't love a lot of these matchups, but I land on the Sabres just because, uh, look, we're going to get a real good effort out of this team. They're 0-2, and Tampa Bay has not been overly impressive, which we kind of expected with no Vasilevsky. So give me the Sabres, even though kind of stepped around the role.
1: Uh And before we, we get to, to Nick and mine, I do want to chip in to this conversation because we've seen uh, – We saw the Islanders and Rangers both take money before puck drop against the Sabres. I think that the betting market kind of was wise to the fact that uh, the Sabres would be a little overvalued with all the preseason hype uh, surrounding the team. Some defensive issues, people are piling on uh, Devon Levi. I didn't think he was bad against the Islanders at all. Uh, I thought that that was just a 50, 50 game that uh, the best goalie in the world made one more save than him. So not too worried about him. I do think that some of the defensive issues, Maybe are still there, um, but I'm interested to see, because like Tim noted, the market doesn't like the Lightning either. Uh, so I want to see uh, where this line goes to. But I, I like the Sabres too. It's relative. It's, it's basically a still pick-em, them minus 112, minus 108. Nick, any thoughts on, on Sabres and Lightning? Are you can join Tim and I.
2: Yeah, the Sabres would be my first look here. And to kind of defend them and a lot of teams, like we've already seen it. We talked about don't be completely moved by like one performance. And if you already look at how many of these teams have kind of had like dominating opening night or horrible first game and then bounce back with two good performances, like I don't think you want to base too much off kind of anything like that, right? Like Like the Devils last year, right? Pretty obvious to say but yeah, really like you look at the pit, the Penguins on opening night versus Chicago, everyone's like, holy crap, this team's going to be garbage again. And then next two days, back-to-back, dominant, both. So I think there's been a lot of spots like that. Senators, same kind of thing. First game, already thinking like, wow, what has this team done? And then they dominate the Lightning on uh, Sunday. And I, th- I think, yeah, just like Tim, I like the Sabres here, and I love the over-at opening. It's already getting crushed, so who knows if that'll hold much value, but... <laughs> The Lightning's goaltending is just going to be so hard to hide. And I still think Buffalo's offense should be pretty strong. So like the over here, definitely happy with Tim's call on the Sabres. And to get into my underdog, same kind of uh, spot here. The Stars are a short underdog. Nearly probably going to be picking by game time, I'm guessing. I, I think they're clearly the sharp side in this game. LeBron's gonna
0: kick him off, kick us off with these. I mean,
2: he... <laughs> yeah, well, I've, got under, no, I've got a
1: real underdog for us. But I, I will say that at least, at least the the stars are are by definition an underdog as as we talk right now. They <laughs> like, like they are minus one hundred five uh, against the knights. So they were Dick, plus Dick 100 did follow 100, the rules, too.
2: like yes, plus one hundred yeah. right. When and they're, they're on
1: the road. It's like this is we're 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 getting warmer here. We're getting warmer. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, so anyways, I'll go into it. So first off, Vegas. I don't even know if they should be three it They've been clinical in front of the net, but like defensively, still kind of shaky. They've had a complete joke of a schedule, especially considering the Kraken have really not looked good at all. So if you look at Kraken, Ducks, and Sharks, that really doesn't swing me in one direction at all. And their decor is banged up. They get a Sharks or Stars team that's really going to want to get after them. I think that this is just a great spot to fade Vegas and kind of. And I, I was hoping to get a better number. Like I was thinking we might get plus 110 here. Thought this might kind of be a smash play, but still really happy to take plus 100, minus 105 with the stars, as long as you don't hear anything bad about hints. But it sounds most likely that he's going to be going. So I think it's a great price to get the stars and, uh, you know, have Vegas actually playing a game where they're going to need to be sharp and not just get cheap goals all over the place to win. So, yeah, I'm yeah, with you. the stars here.
1: I think it's a good sell-high spot. Uh, Monday morning, you start seeing a lot of NHL podcasts and serious NHL radio, et cetera, and, and outside of the individual performances, uh, nobody finds any faults with, with how Vegas started, and I guess, you know, that makes sense because it's been a perfect start, but uh, I am with Nick here. I think that the fact that, the stars are basically a pick them on the road kind of tells you where the market views these two teams. And uh, I would agree uh, with that notion. So stars and sabers for you two guys. I like the, the Montreal Canadians they're sitting at plus plus one thirty six right now. Uh, they're hosting the Minnesota wild, who I've not been impressed with at all. I, I know the wild got the, the win on their home opener against the Florida Panthers, but we all know that the Panthers are a little suspect right now, especially with that decor and they got outplayed in that game. They were very lucky that Philip Gustafson uh, stood on his head right after that performance. We saw a bet come through from Nick uh, on Gustafson to win the Vezina. And and then what did he do the next night? But uh, fall on his face against a, a Leafs team that is scoring seemingly with every shot and clipping at a 57% on the power play right now. I think the Habs, even without Kirby Doc, uh who's going to be out long term, I think the Habs have been pretty impressive. They were full value against the Leafs uh, in a shootout loss. We're up five, three with five minutes ago. And I think that this is going to be the MO with this team is they're going to be able to score and, and skate with a lot of uh, the big boys. They should be able to punch up. Well, it's just going to be other, whether the goaltending and defense holds up and Jake Allen didn't have his best of nights against the Leafs. And then they responded well with a, a win over the Blackhawks uh, at home on hockey night in Canada. So th- I don't know. I think that this Habs team's starting to strike me as one that, that's going to profile pretty well as an underdog uh, with the skill uh, up top. So it's going to be on the goaltending. Any thoughts there, Nick, on Habs and Wild? Oh, and, and I should note, the most important thing here is Marc-Andre Fleury is starting in goal for Minnesota.
0: And Boldy uh, expected yeah, to Boldy's out, up. right? So, so Boldy uh, and Spurgeon Boldy. are
1: out.
2: Yeah. Um, and- yeah, I would I would lean Montreal here. I think my favorite play from this game will probably be something involving Harvey Penard because he's getting up on that top line now, and he is legitimately good. I, yeah, he's a good I, player. I think if he gets to continue to play there, he actually will show pretty well. So hopefully, you know that's not too obvious Yeah, You never know what prices we're going to get. So I'll just put it out there that it's a lean I'll be looking toward to back him in the prop market. And I agree. I. It's still like, I still think they have a pretty good edge in goal, but it, and it does feel like Montreal's going to be kind of a scrappy, tough side coming out of the gates and maybe we're getting a big enough number here. But yeah, for me, it's just the Harvey Pinard play that I'll be looking at.
1: And and Tim, you you showed up wearing your Minnesota wild t-shirt. So I'm expecting you to provide some resistance here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm on the wild. I thought I hit it at the opener cause I just, Honestly, I expected the Wild to get more love. Um, the market seems to be higher on the Habs than I thought here. And um, look, for the Wild, the story is just they they had a tough night against the Leafs on Saturday night, and I'm betting on them. They're the they're a better team than Montreal. I mean, I'm, I'm betting on them bouncing back and putting the clamps on the Habs. I just, you know, they lit up seven goals on Saturday night in front of the you know, entire uh, world, uh, two countries. And, uh, you got to have a bounce back performance. And like, like Montreal, I just expected them to be priced at more of just this. I expected this to be just priced more as like really good team team that is supposed to finish at the bottom of the league. And that's not what I saw here. So, um, yeah, I don't feel too great going against you guys. Uh, at least Nick with his lean towards Montreal.
1: We'll see. Uh, The Wild are the better team, obviously, so we'll see. On to the main part of the board. Early start Tuesday night, uh, thanks to the Philadelphia Flyers, who for some reason are going to drop the puck at 6 p.m. Eastern time uh, against the Vancouver Canucks. I think results-wise, people would probably say Vancouver ended up with the most impressive portfolio through the first week. Uh, They're minus 135, traveling to Philly. Flyers plus 115, the over-under 6.5. I'll just say it this about this game right now i have no interest in it i thought i was going to be on the flyers here because i thought the number was going to be bigger and maybe we get there um it's a tricky spot for vancouver you just had two very emotional wins now you're traveling across the continent traveling a couple of time zones and the early start uh, just it's a little sleepy we'll see where the number gets i think if if you know you get to like the 125 i don't think we're going to get there but if if it's at 115 right now but if, if it was like one plus 125 i would play uh, philly uh nick anything on on flyers and canucks
2: no yeah this looks priced fair to me it's it's obviously been an impressive start for the canucks but philly's still going to be scrappy solid there uh i mean we know the canucks will probably take on all the public bets here but i think philly's just scrappy enough that i don't want to quite feed them at home in this i think it's their home opener right not that you want to put too it much thought yes. in that but so yeah they went one on one it'll be like 4:30 puck drop or 6:30 puck drop yeah. Yeah, I, I i don't know and you know philly the, uh, the Ottawa game was a little embarrassing but i kind of thought that was a tough spot i was pretty impressed with their game in in uh columbus and they have a couple avenues where they could be decent like is looking pretty strong early on and that definitely upgrades them a lot down the middle so yeah I think just a pass for me on this one.
1: Yeah, and it might be a, a night off for Carter Hart too. So perhaps that's what ends up ballooning the line if it does get there. Um, onto the Islanders and Coyotes. I'm going to save my thoughts on this one for the end of the show.
0: Well, Leboff, I, I just wanted to jump quickly on that Canucks game. It just shows yeah. how smart the market is. Like this is an example of them being really smart. You cannot back Vancouver here. Like this is a total... Every light flashing, fade Vancouver two big wins, and we don't get the number we want. So I guess sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Hopefully the the public money can move this, but you know I don't I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think everyone was had this one circled as a as a Flyers bet, but the number just uh didn't get there. Uh, Coyotes and Islanders, Coyotes in action Monday night. Full disclosure, we we're recording this before they play the Rangers at, at Madison Square Garden. They beat the Devils. Uh, That was one that we all liked on Friday night. They cashed. They took money, too. I mean, they opened plus 240 when books put out those look-ahead lines for like the whole opening week, and they ended up closing it plus 200. So, obviously, there's something there. Uh, The Devils were on the second end of a back-to-back, but we're in the first week of the season, so it's not a huge deal, and they were at home for both games. And the Coyotes were full value. So, uh, Nick? Your thoughts here on the Islanders and Yotes. Coyotes are sitting at plus plus uh 164 right now. Islanders minus 198 and the over-under is 6.
2: Yeah, I was already ready to tell everyone about how good of a bet Arizona was despite losing in a shootout on opening night because they were so clearly the better team at 5-on-5. Five five. Like, they were really impressive. A ton of guys. I think everyone Cooley got a, most of the credit with his two assists, but Michelli looked insane and considering what he showed last year, I think he could be a really, really good third liner if they keep lining him up there. I, Yeah, I'm very happy with our Coyotes takes one game into the year. They look deep. Dumba looked solid. Dersey looked really good running the power play. So I'm definitely not fading them in this spot. I don't love the tough traveling back-to-back. I guess it's not really a traveling back-to-back, but the tough spot. Vejmelka is in here, though, and it should be pretty close. So yeah, if anything, probably I still think the Coyotes are the tougher or the better side. Like they looked, it's one game, but everything you could ask for showed well in that game. Like all the avenues for why they should be better this season looked great versus New Jersey. They had that ugly stretch in the second where they took like six penalties in two minutes and gave up a five on three goal, and whatever. But the rest of the game I loved. Hopefully we'll see the same tonight and uh, in this one. And depending on where the prices go, I'll probably end up backing them.
1: Yeah, interesting that they're closing, or it looks like they're going to close around the same price uh, as they were against the Devils uh, for their game against the Rangers on Monday night. Tim
2: Ingram, though, uh, yeah, going Ingram, tonight, Ingram, and,
1: and the Devils the back to back. Yeah, but but you know what's funny is Ingram when you looked at the underlying numbers, Ingram
2: was really He was great last year, yeah, or really yeah, so, solid. But Vegmalka is yeah, like better, the yeah, game, yeah, plus yeah. starter, so
1: I would agree with you. Uh, Tim, uh, anything here or?
0: Yeah, I think this price, I know it's uh, like a, it's different with home teams and goalies and all that. This price is what I thought I was going to get with that wild Habs line <laughs> because this, this says the Islanders are so much better than the Coyotes. And we, we think it's closer than that. So, um, it's going to be hard for me to, before the puck drop of this game, not to put a little bit of money on the Coyotes. It's going to be hard for me not to.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, like I said, I, thoughts on this one towards the end of the show in our best bets section. On to the Kings and Jets now. Uh, Nick, you said before this, the show, before we hit record, that you were pretty impressed with the Jets. I would agree. Uh, this one is Kings minus 102, Jets minus 118 in Winnipeg, and a six and a half total. I. I was hoping for the the Jets to be a little sh- um a little cheaper, but it's not there. I'm still leaning that way. Uh, the goaltending for the Kings, I think, is is a concern, and it's a it's a big mismatch here on the road.
2: Yeah, I, I think the Jets are worthy of a, a play here at this number. They're not one of my favorite bets of the night, but it would definitely be them or pass. Which seems crazy that I've already kind of upgraded them that much. Thinking about what I thought of, about these teams early on. But the Kings have kind of been sleepwalking a little bit and they look a little more flawed. Everything the Jets got in that package has been great for them. Capari is killing it on the fourth line. Velardi looks like a good fit on the top unit. I have chipping in. The rest of the team seems super bought in. I think both performances have been excellent and the vibe around the team just seems great. So maybe not a great number, but I think right now I'm kind of willing to I get. it it seems like with these early season bets, you're trying to balance kind of a blend of like what you think the teams are on paper with what you've seen so far and the spot. And to me, I'm willing to give the Jets enough credit for what they've shown and kind of give the Kings some credit for how they've struggled in the goaltending situation. So should be a closely fought game. There'll be a little extra heat with the Dubois narrative and, and the huge trade happening in the summer. But I think it should be a great game and I want to bet on what the Jets have done. And then the other thing that's kind of of note that I don't always handicap too much is the Jets have had a pretty legitimate home ice advantage. Like last year, was pretty significant that I'm sure if you had targeted them there, you would have been far more profitable than including road games. So that's not to say that has to continue this year, but I think I still feel like I'd rather back the Jets at home, getting a pretty good number here. So yeah, that's my thoughts on that.
1: Home teams have won 24 of the first 34 games uh, this season, too. That's 70.5%. So we'll see if that just kind of corrects itself over these next few days or, or what's going on. Um, I also think, like you, you touched on it, Kapari, uh, Velarde, Ayafalo, Dubois. Tim, is this just going to be one of those games where everyone's going to bet uh, shot props for everybody that was involved in that trade a couple months ago? <laughs>
0: Ask Nick. I'm waiting for what Nick puts in his uh, action app. Yeah. I, I need I need his blessing before I go ahead. But for me, um, are we going to get Hallerbuck here?
2: I would assume. Yeah, It's a pretty big okay. game. I don't think you switch it up yet. I know some of these, I think there'll be some really good spots this, year, this week. I'd circled a few for Thursday that I kind of don't want to put out there in the world yet <laughs> that I think are going to be sneaky backup spots. For some teams, slash, like you could, you should definitely just get on it early. But I don't know if these quite qualify yet.
0: I um, I think I'm going to, as I'm sitting here right now, I think I'm going to go ahead and bet the under at six and a half for this game. Hollerbach always look to play the under when he's in net. And then the Kings, brutal, brutal goaltending. Obviously, you alluded you alluded to that earlier, Leboff, but they got to put the clamps down. They like, you should have a, Uh, playoff type, you know, both teams just, you know, mucking it up, bodies everywhere in the neutral zone. The Kings especially have to do that um, and protect the front of their net. So I think we'll be on the under here.
2: Yeah. And defensively too, like I think betting on the Kings to bounce back makes a lot of sense. There's, if they're not still a really good defensive team by the end of the year, it might not get to shine through if their goaltending kind of continues to struggle, but I fully agree on that front. They still have a ton of good 2A players, so should be one of the league's better defensive teams again.
1: Okay, on to the Oilers and Predators. Nick, uh, you're going to save your thoughts here for the end of the show. Uh, Tim and I are on the same side. The Oilers minus 142 right now, Predators plus 120, uh, over under 6.5. We saw something interesting happen with the Oilers. Uh, they lose to the Canucks twice, once in very embarrassing fashion, the second game in only slightly embarrassing fashion i would say they fight back into the game 20 seconds later they gave up a 2-1-0 uh so not great for the oilers but i I mean we we've seen the show so many times with this team that i'm just almost kind of just sick of the shtick everybody (laughs) kind of seemed to be on board that this team had that look in their eye during, during preseason that they were going to come out on all cylinder, firing on all cylinders, and take the regular season ultra seriously, which obviously every team does. So um, we all got into their heads a bit, uh, and or tried to get into their heads. I still think that the Soilers team is just going to be one of the best in the NHL, and we might be getting a little bit of a gift here be- through that slow start because uh, the number looks playable even at minus one forty-two on the road right. against a Predators team that I just don't believe in, even though the goaltending advantage here. Uh, with with Soros taking on Jack Campbell or other Jack Campbell, as, as I'm gonna just gonna refer to Stuart Skinner for for now, um, is is pretty significant. So I'm on the Oilers. Tim looks like you're gonna join me.
0: Yeah, yeah, oil all the way here. They they have to bounce back, right? They have to. Didn't uh, isn't the advanced metric they're shooting at like two percent right now or something like that? They like they I expect a. Colorado third period against San Jose the other night type of effort out of the Oilers in this one. So um, I'm glad to get the number we got it at and think it's only going to continue to get um, more Oilers love here.
1: All right. Uh, Avs and Kraken now. Colorado is, as Tim kind of pointed out there, one of the most bizarre performances you'll see all season uh, with a absolute, no pun intended avalanche uh, of shots at Mackenzie Blackwood. Who had a 50 plus save shot, was working on a 50 plus save shutout uh, until the last minute and a half when the Avs scored. Uh, and then, of course, one in the shootout. Colorado minus 135, Seattle plus 114, and the over under six and a half. Uh, I think this one is pretty easy to pass on here, Nick.
2: Yeah, I like the Avs at minus 135. I think that it is definitely not a favorable spot for them coming back. Like, Playing in winless Kraken team, that will definitely be scrappy home, home opener, opener too for Seattle. But right now, I think the, the Colorado is just this is too good of a number for a team that's that much better than the Kraken. And offensively, the Kraken have hit a wall. I know they're due for some positive regression on that front, but it just feels like their top guys aren't going yet. The Abs all have a goaltending edge. It's and and this is. Still, kind of a big game for the Avs, too. Like early season, I'd rather target them versus the team that knocked them off last year mm-hmm. than probably anyone else. So there's that angle to it, too. And yeah, I think it's a really solid number to target the Avs here.
0: Uh, Tim, anything here? It just does not get easier for the Kraken. My, my goodness, they home opener here and welcome in, like you said, Nick, the team that knocked you out last year. This is the classic when you're betting, you know, baseball. Hockey, money line sports. Like, is this, like, did we get a gift? This, you know, a great team is a short fave. Like, do we take it? Do we bite? Um, I, I don't know, Nick. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can. I think this is about as good of an effort as we're going to get from the Kraken. And they could be having to answer a lot of questions if they take another L tomorrow night. So, probably going to stay away.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's a tricky one. I'm happy to pass. Um, also happy to pass here on the the Canes and Sharks. Uh, Carolina minus 285. So they are your biggest favorite on this nine-game slate. They're on the road. They are doing this little California swing. Impressive against Los Angeles. Then they fall flat against the Ducks, who I thought were pretty good uh, in that win. Um, Sharks plus 230 coming off of that wild showing against the Avalanche and the over-under 6.5 Nick.
2: I don't I mean this this I don't want anything I don't want to go near this one yeah I I I it's hard to see the canes letting down here right like everyone's probably throwing them in a parlay uh I did to the one I posted to our app I there's so (laughs) much (laughs) like do I think it's a fundamentally great play I don't know probably not but there's so much deeper should control a ton of the play I know Tim's thinking about some of the canes shooters that could be a good angle I'm a little yeah, grumpy yeah. <laughs> that I have sat here and not paid off Tevo Turbine and bouncing back in the early going because I was friggin' pumping his tires last year for like two months when he was doing nothing and then now he's gone. So I don't know if you want to go to him or whoever it is, but I agree. It, it, in spots like this where you know they're just going to get completely caved. It's their MO. <laughs> it's,
1: it, it's just this team's MO is like, it's like Rod Brendamore says, you can have one stinker a month as long as every other game you are just all action relentless
2: well, and to uh, be fair to the cane or to broad and the canes like this is a little off topic but i do feel like they keep the foot on the gas too much in the regular season like they're so they're trying to win these games like that night in and night out for 82 games and then it feels like they get in the playoffs and they can't ramp it up yeah and some of the best coaches have admitted you just can't play like that the whole season um which kind of works against back in the canes here I'd say maybe they come to that realization but still Well, they took off against the ducks so this is there they already had there and then the other thing i guess you could probably consider uh you think they have to go back to blackwood right if it was, oh if my it's God, blackwood yeah. i would play his saves line and look for him to just be decent and follow it up if it's kakinen i think that's too scary because then you actually need him to stop the puck and not get pulled <laughs> and all of that and that just kind of downgrades the whole look i think
1: uh, All right, all yeah. right so-
2: yeah, rip.
0: Nick. Uh, Jarvis was my darling the other night uh, for Carolina. So I might—I don't know if uh, what the adjustment will be there, but I will be eyeing him and a bunch of others because, I mean, you guys say, or Nick Blackwood uh, saves prop. The guy basically just played three hockey games in <laughs> one the other night. Who's <laughs> to say, like that guy isn't gassed either? Like that entire team. Imagine. But I can't sweating. play if it
2: play if it's Kakanen. Like
0: right, right, just but, but still, it, like I, I just on
2: Vegas on Saturday or whatever, whenever yeah. that game was, and it was one-one, and Kakinen let in like a one timer along the ice that just had absolutely no business going, like it was ridiculous, and then the game <laughs> fell apart from there. So I don't know. I
0: I, I, I uh no, I think I'm going to play the Canes puck line here. I think we're going to get a, a great effort from them. Nick does a great note about Rod, but I don't think he's going to allow two in a row. I think that'd be a little <laughs> too much of an overcorrection for him. So yeah, it's, it's, this well, one and then could the
2: other get note too. Obviously, if you're talking sides, like Kakanen just seems horrible. Like he's a goalie that I, I would need absurd prices to back him again from, it, just, it's every year nonstop. So yeah, something the, to know uh, before you the, bet The, the charge Tim skills.
1: Murray, the Tim Murray plan, uh, when <laughs> he was in charge of the Sabers and McDa- there was the McDavid draft years. If uh, if your goalie plays too well, you got to trade him out. And just...
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so
1: that's the the big board. We'll go on to best bets now.
0: Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies.
1: Uh, Nick, Tim, and I are on the Oilers. Uh, what are your thoughts here on the Oilers and Preds?
2: I love the Oilers here, and I know. You know, you don't want to get too far down that line of a team has to win because they're 0-2 or whatever. Like it's not, that's when you get into stupid chase bets. And I think I was mad that I even posted a small play on the other Saturday because then after the fact, it's kind of like, you know what? I don't know if this really was like a fundamentally strong play. I think in this matchup, though, with kind of the Predators still getting a little market respect, it's just a good spot to back a significantly better Oilers team when you should get them at near their best. And they definitely have some flaws right now. Nurse and CC is a gong show and the goaltending is shaky. So there's enough flaws there. And it's, I'm not saying you need to sit here and empty the clip, but it's worthy of a good one unit play, nothing crazy, because this is just not a price where we're probably going to see the Oil. But we're not going to see them priced in Nashville like this the rest of the year. I, I, I mean, eventually they're going to click Better than we've seen. Tim mentioned the shooting percentage. It's at 5%. And they've been getting pretty decent looks. Or I should say on Saturday, they were getting pretty decent looks. So I think it's just a good spot to get back on the Oilers. The Preds offensively should be fairly muted this year too. So hopefully that can help Edmonton kind of tread water and start to find their game on that front. They did switch up the defensive coverage too. So there's a little bit of like perhaps legitimate causation that it's been this bad. But also some of it has just been a joke. Like you said, like a two-on-0 right after you tie up the game. That's not switching up defensive coverage, right? <laughs> like that's a <that's laughs> full-blown breakdown from the boys. So the Oilers haven't been very impressive. I'll feel pretty stupid if I lose this one, but I think it's just a good time to try to back them while the number's still reasonable.
0: You should not feel stupid. This is it is their fault if they lose this. It is their fault. Fault for laying another egg I, I just
2: think like... you feel so. I think that's the angle that makes me feel most like a Muppet, though. When it's just like, you're just like, this team can't lose again. And then they do it. Right. You know, it's, it's not. They right, but they, it they, is still only
0: game three. You have to get an effort, though. Like that. You have to get a better effort. No two on. They on did, no. We
2: shook it up, too. The other thing. Everyone's going to smash dry sidle props tomorrow. the other thing. Like, I might do it. He, I, everyone knows, or everyone who plays these, his numbers versus the Preds are absolutely bananas. And they put him back up on the top line with McDavid. So they're really just looking for that line to roast and, and try to tread water the rest of the way. Which is also kind of funny. It's already at that point where they're like, oh, we're <laughs> this line again. But, uh, I mean, you would think they're going to play good tomorrow night.
1: Yeah. Uh, so that's all three of us on the Oilers. My favorite bet is uh, in the Islander-Coyote game. I don't think the number is high enough on the Coyotes. And it's pretty tough for me to do it. I'll be in the building. Uh, and I think I'll be there a little past my bedtime because my favorite bet is this game to go to overtime. It's at plus 360, which I think is a great number for basically any Islander game. Uh, with the way that they play, and they showed, showed it again against the Sabres, like they are so comfortable, so comfortable just trying to grind things down and win every game 3-2. Uh, uh, and they're very good in, in those kind of uncomfortable moments. Uh, meanwhile, I just don't think that they're good enough to, put the Coyotes away. Uh, I don't think the Coyotes are going to be put away and, and played out the building all that often this season. It's a tough spot for Arizona after playing uh, in Madison Square Garden on Monday night. But I still think that with the goaltending, we'll see from Vizh and Sorokin, it's pretty likely this is a tight game and the 60-minute the, uh, draws and play the whole way out. And plus and 360 Like for an Islander game to go to overtime is never something to thumb your nose at. Ah, uh, so that would be my favorite bet, Tim. What about
0: you? Lebo, well, if you're wrong, they don't try and win three two they try and win zero zero 0 and that's why it's a good bet <laughs> i just yeah they they don't blow anyone out so um i I like that as well. I would Oilers is my pick, but uh since we're not gonna not gonna just uh piggyback Nick here um, as I found it in real time here, I like that King's jets under six and a half. Like I said, I think it's uh, time for L.A. to put those uh, defensive forwards, those great two-way forwards to good use. And Hollerbuck always knows how to keep the puck out of the net. So under six and a half in Kings Jets.
1: There you go. All right, so that's Stars, Sabres, uh, and Habs at the top as our favorite dogs or close enough dogs. <laughs> uh, the under in Winnipeg and L.A. The Oilers as a road favorite and the overtime prop three-way draw uh in islanders coyotes for me is our favorite bets for tuesday october 16th we'll be back on wednesday quick preview of the two-game slate maybe some bigger picture views uh of the first week of the season teams trending up and down etc and then back again thursday night uh thursday morning as well for tim kalinowski and nick martin i michael lieboff thank you for listening to line change